episode 28. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. Let's go to London. It's time we headed across the pond to visit with Amanda Shaw, spectacular singer-songwriter. Where do you hear this young lady sing? And uh, I just love those British accents, don't you? So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. All right, great. So today I have Amanda Shaw from the wonderful um, UK and... uh, Amanda is a very accomplished singer-songwriter, artist, uh, vocalist, does it all. I'm really excited. And and Amanda, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. So, um, hey, listen, um, you've got a really interesting uh, background of material and projects and things you've done. But let's start with uh, rewinding the clock a little bit. Were you born in the London area? That's right, yeah. Um, well, I say the London area. It's more um, Sussex, actually, East Sussex. Okay. Um, so uh, I've, I've done actually a lot of gigs around the Brighton area um, before I sort of started to venture into London, um, as I think a lot of people tend to do. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's it's more sort of cost-effective as well. Right, <laughs> right. Gigs close to home. So how did it all start for you, Amanda, like music in general? Like you started um, as a very young girl, and how did you get pulled in? What inspired you to become the writer and singer that you are today? Um, I think probably just um, influences like people like Kate Bush, um, you know, Tori Amos, um, you know, Delta Goodrum, and just sort of listening to them and just sort of, you know, hearing the way that they sing uh, and then sort of play the piano at the same time. Uh, that was always my aim was to sort of, um, you know, play piano and sing, um, you know, not have too many other sort of instrumentalists around. Um, and I think um, just getting the real heart uh, of the music, you know, so, um, you know, I'm also sort of really big into things like the, the string sounds and, uh, you know, and um, sort of movie music and things. So I suppose that sort of thing inspired me to want to really have a go at it properly and, um, you know, do my degree in music and, um, you know, sort of properly understand music and how it works so that I could bring my song, songs across the way I wanted them to be. So you were formally schooled in music. In other words, you went to, you went to school and learned the whole deal. That's Cor- right. Yeah, that's right. right. Um, I mean, you know, I suppose um, I sort of started out by learning about the piano, learning about the voice, um, and just kind of understanding the workings of, of that. Um, I started off actually by learning classical uh, voice as well. So it was classical training that I started off with. Um, and I found that to just be, you know, one of the, the biggest things that I've done. It's one of the best things I've done, really, I think, because uh, it just gives you a, a more solid grounding and understanding um, various different genres of singing and, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Right. Right. So, hey, I want to just play a little, with your permission, I want to play a little bit of Living the Dream just to let people know who is Amanda and where does she come from. Is this okay with you? Of course. Okay, let me just drop this in. This is Living the Dream with Amanda Shaw. Check this out. 
Nice. Love that. Love that. Love your voice, Amanda. Really, really awesome. Hey, Thank you very much. Yeah, that was great. Hey, listen, um, musical family, did you have a, when you were growing up, like, is your family musical? Like, where did you get it from in your house, or did you at all? Um, well, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I, I funnily enough, no. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, none of my... I mean, you know, they 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 love their music. Um, you know, um, actually, my my family were very much into sort of Celtic music and uh, you know uh, folky stuff. So um, I've certainly I, I would have thought been influenced by their CD collection somewhere along the way there. Right, um, but you were busy with Kate Bush and Celine Dion, so you didn't yeah, need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I kind of developed my own um, sort of taste in music, I suppose, as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, my my folks um you know they did like uh celine dion a lot as well so i have to say celine dion is probably my favorite i think she's got such a great voice you know um so yeah i mean and and actually the thing that inspires me about celine dion is the fact that she's she puts so much emotion into her performance you know right um i think her husband it's rene isn't it i think he says that uh you know she she's sort of his favorite singer of course right of course <laughs> because of the fact that she sort of pours so much emotion into each note you know she's just that you know so to me that's what um that's what every singer should sort of bring into a performance in a way is to bring that either the, the subtlety or the you know the emotion as well and that's what i was trying to sort of convey in my songs i suppose really well it comes across because when you you know when you mention the people that you've been influenced by and i listen to you it's it's obvious you um you set the bar very high for yourself and your your voice and your emotion uh really cuts through your music and it's uh it's really um it's really remarkable to listen to you. Hey, tell me about your new projects. You have um, you have something coming out called the acoustic album and Belle Epoque. Did I say it right? I got to work on right. my French, yeah, but that's right. Um, yeah. So um, basically, uh, I have three albums out online at the moment. Oh, um, awesome! Give us all three titles so we know. Yeah, so there's Live For Now, um, and then Belle Epoque, as you say, and then the acoustic album. Um, so, and I'm hoping to bring out, um, you know, another album at some point as well. I'm sort of writing some new material, but uh, but yeah, these these albums. Um, so Belle Epoque uh, is a sort of a more recent write, I suppose. It's a co-write uh, with uh, Maggie K. DeMond, who was in a band called Scarlet Fantastic. Okay. Um, which had a, they had a hit in the 80s um, with a song called No Memory um, which some people might remember Um, and uh, anyway so yeah I was sort of writing some songs with her um, and that's kind of the same with Live For Now we were we was it's basically a co-written album apart from a couple of tracks on there Um, and uh, and the acoustic album is a more sort of I suppose stripped back album it's more of a um, you know, it's the songs that uh, myself and uh, the guitarist I was working with at the time, um, you know, sort of used for live gigs and, you know, just to sort of promote ourselves. And so it's it's kind of the raw sound, you know, it's um, it gives you that more than the sort of the produced sound, if you see what I mean. Right. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about um, Belle Epoque, just because I love to say it. 
you know, it's the only, it's the only French I know right now. So, um, <laughs> which means beautiful era. And it, you know, it, it kind of gives me the idea that, you know, as a young lady, as a, as a young artist, you are very evolved. So take us down the trail of why Belle Epoque, what does it signify in your life and your experiences, why you chose that title? Yeah. Um, so Belle Epoque for me, um, I think that um, every writer has to go through a set of experiences, um, you know, in order to sort of bring about almost a story, I suppose, a singer-songwriter. Um, and I think Bella Pock for me was, I've been through these old experiences and now it's time for a new era. It's, it's time for this beautiful new era to emerge. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, the, the, old, the older stuff that I'd written... Um, you know, when I sort of listen back to that, I think, yeah, I was, I was in a place back there, um, you know, which, which comes across in the songs. Um, right. but it's, it's been a progression and a journey, um, sort of all the time, but I, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Bella Pock is, is very much, you know, I, I, uh, I met my other half, um, and, uh, you know, and I knew that, uh, you know, it was it was meant to be, and I knew that it was a, a really good thing. So congratulations you know, on that. That's thank, fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So so to me, that's that's it. It's like you know this beautiful new era to emerge and and this new start in your life. You know, um, and that song signified it. You know, that song was the the start of a new era for me. Um, yeah. Basically. And isn't it isn't it something how um, when you reflect back onto older work, you realize you could never get to the thing you're working on now without first going through that process. It's all it's all just a, an evolution, and you are living your dharmic evolution. I agree. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I, I love wanna, the show, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So I want to play another little cut here, and I'm just trying to give people like a sense of, um, you know, the different, um, all the different sounds and styles and voices you have, because you bring a lot of them, which I really love about you. So this is called Without You with Amanda Shaw. Very soulful, that's beautiful. Yeah, I was pleased with this track. Someone said to me it's more jazzy. I, I like it. It's got a, such a good, great vibe to it. <laughs> Yeah, very nice. You, you definitely have a very uh, distinct and your own unique sound, which is really, really nice. Love it. Love it. 
Yeah, I, I, it's funny because that song was um, a little bit uh, different from the usual stuff. Um, and I think maybe it's because of that, it being a co-write once again. Uh, right. I think sometimes, you know, when you write with other people and you get, uh, you know, their points of view, their kind of, you know, melodic um, ideas, it just sort of... I don't know, it really flows, it really sort of, and you go, oh yeah, I'd never thought of that before, you know, and then uh, it's it's just really nice. Um, and Andy Ross uh, was the co-writer for this, um, who's uh, received, I think he's received an award um, through, you know, something great. He wrote for Clippers Music for a while as well, publishers, um, and, uh, you know, he's he's got a really... You know, he's really good at writing. I think he's uh, he's certainly got it. <laughs> right. So you do you um, do you co-write a, a lot, or is um, like most of your work uh, by yourself, or do you enjoy the co-writing process even more so? Well, to begin with, I was just writing by myself, um, and you know, just sort of coming up with ideas and things, and I found that really good because it was sort of like you know just. Things I think also like songwriting is so much about your own soul as well, um, and you know, sort of bringing that to the forefront. And so I think sometimes it's good to write by yourself uh, with some things. And then there are other songs that you think actually, you know, I'd really like to co-write this. Just to sort of, I find the chorus is generally where I like to get the co-writing um, because you know I, I find that other people can bring some really un really nice ideas to the chorus and things. Um, but uh, you know for instance I mean when I work with Maggie you know we always kind of do a verse chorus kind of agreement basically right um, and I find that really good because you know she's uh, she's fantastic at all these sort of uplifting choruses you know so uh, uh, Live For Now is is one example of that um, she did actually come up with the chorus for that um, I performed it for a long time uh, as basically sort of verse and bridge um, and then you know and then sort of in came this chorus <laughs> right right so, hey um, while we're talking about um, you know writing and um, you know collaborating and so forth tell me your process as far as do you have a preferred method do you like to start on piano do you like to start on guitar do you like to just be alone in your car and come up with a melody is there any preferred uh, way that you go about it do you know, it's funny, I remember uh, when I was a kid um, and I'd come up with these melodies sort of as I was going for a run or walking <laughs> right. um, and um, I used to just literally, you know, have say my phone with me or, you know, whatever I'd, or I'd get home and then I'd kind of, you know, uh, try and get these ideas down. Um, but uh, yeah, this, this is generally how it tends to work is that I sort of get an idea in my head and I'll start humming along to it. Um, and then I sort of find that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go onto piano and just kind of work out the chords that might sit nicely with it. Right. Um, and that generally tends to be the way it develops for me. Um, I'm not really a lyrics first person, you know? Right. Because there's a lot of people that tend to sort of write their lyrics first, I think, and then, you know, they'll come up with the melodies around that. I find that to be quite an awkward way to work. Um, yeah, I, I find the music is the thing that leads it because I think probably the music is where the emotion is as well. Um, when you listen to the chords and the sort of things that you've come up with, you're like, and the funny thing is sometimes when you, when you come up with um, ideas, uh, 
you know, the the lyrics you come up with at first can be absolute gobbledygook. Sorry, right. this, is, this is an English term. <laughs> yeah, no, gobbledygook <laughs> works here too. I, I think I invented gobbledygook somewhere <laughs> in the past <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you just come up with something really random and you sort of think, you know, yeah. Right, but sometimes that. that's it. That's good to just have that as a placeholder to say, okay, this is what I'm. I'm, you know, I could be just doing jazz stuff like, you know, whatever yeah. comes out. But it's like, okay, that was the emotion I was trying to uh, evocate, and uh, it's it's in there as a as a let's go back and really write some lyrics to it. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. and sometimes that's tricky actually. Trying to find the the right lyrics um, at first can sometimes be. Sometimes it's great you know right. uh, the lyrics come up just like that and uh, and then and then there are times when you also have a bit of a, a, a dry spell as it were and you're sort of like um, no I need to go off and regain my creativity I need to go off and I don't know uh, go for a walk or you know get out and get inspired again um, you know I think I think so much that that sort of inspires creativity and brings it about um, for me anyway, I think sort of being out in nature, for example, can be such a good thing. Right. Um, you know, so um, it's like my song Relentless as well. I, it's all sorts of ideas that will also spark songs as well. Um, I think my brother said something uh, about the environment because he was, he was studying environmental science at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, and he was sort of talking about the process of the environment and things. And I sort of, you know, I got these ideas about my song Relentless, um, which is all about, um, I suppose, the relentless force of nature, you know, how it is this relentless thing that will just come back again and again and again, you know. Right. Um, and that, for me, is so inspiring. It just sort of brought about the idea of, you know, um, I suppose how supportive it can be um, and you know so so that song I, I, I sort of listen to that song when I want to sort of feel feel that you know it's it's um, yeah so it's interesting how ideas do surface sometimes I think it is a great sanctuary for um, for inspiration you know just getting out into the, the forest or the woods or near the sea or whatever it is but uh, it does connect us. So um, let's take a little trip with Relentless by Amanda Shaw. <laughs> How about that? I, I look so organized, don't I? It's unbelievable. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's my clairvoyance kicking in. Clairvoyance is a good thing. Yeah. Angels <laughs> Ruined asylum, you 
That's a, that's amazing, Amanda. Are you doing all those high harmonies too? Yeah, that's wow. right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Are you playing all the violins, the cellos, the drums, and everything? <laughs> right. uh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid I, I can't uh, say <laughs> I all of that. Um, no, but uh, that was um, Forbes Coleman, who... Uh, Great production. Formerly, yeah, it was formerly called the um, uh, FC Music Project. Uh, I think it's Audio Beach now. Um, and... Uh, I, you know, I sort of found out about him sort of online and just sort of wanted to find a producer who might sort of be able to work with my sound that wasn't, uh, you know, it would be sort of cost effective. Right. It's um, wonderful. All your stuff is so well produced. Um, you know, your track sound, they just they just jump out at you. I'm, I'm using uh, SoundCloud because of the WAV file, so I wanted people to get the highest quality sound, but they sound really, really good. Um, hey, can you tell me a little bit about uh, the London scene as far as, you know, what's happening? Uh, clue some of our American audience into, like, what's the scene going on in London right now uh, as far as gigs, clubs, events? Like, how are things right now over there? Um, okay, good question. Um, I, I have to admit, it's it's not something that I'm hugely tapped into at the moment. Although um, there's there's several sort of promotion promotion companies, uh, you know, sort of in central London and things that I've done some gigs through, um, which which have been great. Um, and uh, I think I think the London scene is great in in the sense that there's just so many such a diverse group of people who could get into your music um so right. you know in that sense it's it's a fantastic um you know it's a fantastic place to be as well it's very uh, multicultural here you know um and i think you just sort of have to find the right market for your music as well um so right. you know i'm kind of looking at uh, various options in uh, central london and sort of around um in the outskirts and things as well uh i tend to sort of play sometimes at the, the local pubs and things as well so yeah um it's uh it's a good place to be as i say for gigs and i hope that you know within the next year or so i can start sort of really really pushing the gigs a bit more right do you find that playing out um helps give you like um you know gives you like kind of a map of where am i in this song how's it going i mean do you, you do you test your material out live before you go in and commit yeah, to it. Absolutely. Um, uh -huh. I think it's really good to do things like the open mic nights, for example, as well, um, you know, so that you can get a feel for what the audience thinks. But I also think that there comes a point where, um, you know, you kind of have to treat yourself like a professional as well and sort of say to yourself, yeah, um, I can handle this. I know, you know, I know how to sort of get up there and, and make sure that, um, you know, the performance is good. Um, you know, because I think if you sort of stick to doing open mic nights and all that sort of thing for too long, you do tend to sort of get into to bad habits and things, um, you know, and the performance doesn't come across as as well. Um, right, you don't want it to turn into a job. Um, yeah, to me, it is, it is about uh, a job. I think uh, it is about, um, you know, I, I think to me, it's hmm, not so much about a job. It's more actually uh, taking that back a bit. Um, I think it's more about kind of getting out there and, and um, sort of performing the song at its best. Right. Um, so it's, you know, it's bringing it across the way that you wanted the song to come across. Um, and it's also sort of 
hopefully having a bit of stage presence as well um, that kind of thing that to me is a good performance um, although there's always times when <laughs> there's always times when you know that doesn't happen but you know um, you have to be prepared for those those days I think as well um, yeah sometimes you know I mean speaking for myself I, you write something and you go man this is just great and then you and then you yeah. just you perform it and you say nah it's like it needs something else because the the audience tends to give you that just that vibe, it's just underlying current of energy, whether it's, and when it's there, you know it. And when it's not there, you know it too. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? So, yeah. hey, how about, so, so what does this, the rest of this year hold for you as far as, as far as performances playing? Like, what are your goals moving forward? Because now you've got, you've got a great um, archive of music. You've got new music. You've got all these projects. Um, are you looking forward to like a tour or like, what do you think? Like, what is your best scenario that you would love to happen? I think probably for the next year, what I'd really like to do um, is is sort of mix in um, some covers with some of my own material uh, for some gigs, and then for other gigs, just basically do you know my all of my own material. Um, I mean, I've I've got uh, enough material now um, to be able to do you know sort of an hour's worth of a gig or or whatever, but right. I. What I'd really like to do is sort of find places that have got, um, you know, really good sound, um, perhaps a sound engineer, um, and, uh, you know, just, just sort of do some some gigs in some places that are just um, just nice venues, you know, they're kind of bars maybe or, um, you know, that kind of thing, sort of piano bars. Um, right, but, so but venues that know how to do it properly. Yeah, yeah, that would be my aim. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that would be my sort of um, my goal, really. And also, my goal was always to try and find people to support as well. So you know, to be a support act for for an act who was you know up and coming, a, a, a really good act. Um, you know that people tend to kind of uh, pay a lot of attention to. Do you um, like to travel, Amanda? I do, yeah. <laughs> okay, have you gotten the, the shoe thing down yet? Because I know you ladies, you have to take with you like 18 pairs of shoes. So have you figured that out, how to do that properly yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't no. think I ever will. You know, my, my other half says to me, he's like, God, you know, look at my suitcase compared to yours. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know? You got to have the shoes, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like you got to have, you know, a different set of outfits, you know. <laughs> yeah. You done. know, guys can pull it off. I mean, sneakers and a t-shirt and all right, you know, and I'm and I'm they're clean at least. That's all we have to worry about. Hey, so um so tell me what you're most excited about as as this year starts to you know, wind down, we're, we're well into the second part of this year. Like, what are you most excited about with your career and everything looking forward, you know, over the yeah. next six months or a year? I'm, I'm most excited about my, my two albums um, coming out as sort of hard copies because that's something that I've wanted to do for a, a very long time. Are um, you doing vinyl on so them? Uh, not vinyl, but okay. uh, they're going to be, you know, sort of hard copy, so CDs. Um, right. Although vinyl sounds like it could be a good idea too, you know. You know, we're and seeing it happen in more and more, like over in the States, they're they're starting to print it out. And, and what few record stores are left, they actually have vinyl in some of these stores too. So I was just curious if you guys are uh, on the other side of the pond, as you'd put it, are doing <laughs> are doing the same, you know. 
Yeah, I, I think actually, I, I know what you mean. It has gone back uh, to everyone kind of going, ah, oh, vinyl, you know. They, they've. It's strange how um, fashions kind of go round as well as yeah. It? That yeah. is one of them. <laughs> yeah, the vinyl thing has definitely come back again. Um, so you're excited I, about your two albums that really are coming out, right? Yeah, and, and also um, I'm really excited about sort of just getting out there and just kind of, you know, doing some gigs again and just kind of, you know, promoting my music. And um, I think publishing is the other thing. I'd be, I'd be really excited to try and get that off the ground because I don't know um, if you knew, but... Um, yeah, recently I actually got my music on a, a show called Hollyoaks, which um, um, for you guys out in America, yeah, it's a, a TV series over here, basically. And what is it called? Um, Hollyoaks? It's called uh, Hollyoaks, yeah. Holly, uh, Holly Oaks? <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's right. So H-O-L-L-Y-O-A-K-S. Oh, Hollyoaks. Um, got yeah. it. Okay, cool. So, we'll, we'll look for it and see if we can find it over here. Yeah. So, what did you get? You got tracks on that on that on that show. I did. I got my track um, called "Traveling" on there. Uh, Congratulations! Thank you so much. That's fantastic. Yeah. I was uh, I was really pleased with that actually because um, it was through a, um, a publishing company called Notting Hill Music, um, and they're they're pretty big over here, um, you know. And I think actually they've got a branch in America as well. Um, and they, you know, they, um, they work with some pretty big name artists and stuff. So I was, um, yeah, I'm, I was pleased with that. And I'm, I'm sort of trying to get more sync deals through them as well. I'm looking for sort of more sync deals as they're called. Right. Um, and, and sort of through other companies as well. So, um, plus I've just got my, um, track summer's day, um, published through leopard music as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, so that's uh, so sort of two, you know, that's two I've managed to sort of pin down, which is great. Not an easy thing to do. <laughs> right, right. Um, takes, well, takes a lot of doing, but, but it's, you know, it's great. When you, when you actually find these things happen, it makes it, it just makes the hard work worth it. <laughs> that's great. Let's do a little bit of Summer's Day here. Amanda Shaw. Sure. Summer's Day.
Excellent, Amanda. Excellent. And again, the background vocals sound amazing as well. Hey, um, I wanted to ask you as we wind down here, what do you like to listen to as far as, um, you know, just chill time or whatever? What are you a fan of as far as music? What's your favorite stuff to go to? Um, oh, it's quite a, quite an array of stuff. Um, I actually like um, bands like the Goo Goo Dolls uh, uh, or, you know. Great songs. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or as far as things like even the Foo Fighters, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're really like, hot right know. now. Yeah. I kind of listen to a diverse, um, you know, Michael Jackson, I don't know, uh, Lucy Silvis is, is a, I'm a big fan of Lucy Silvis, actually. Okay. Um, I don't know if you, if you remember Lucy Silvis, um, she, I mean, she's sort of singer-songwriter. I think she's one of the people who inspired me the most, actually. Yeah, I don't um, know her music, but, but yeah, okay, so is yeah, she, is she British or is she from? She is, yeah, she's okay. in the UK, I think she's, she's out in the uh, US at the moment doing a tour. Okay. But, um. But yeah, so people like that and uh, just kind of, you know, I, as I say, like the celtic stuff is great as well. I have to say, it's really sad, but I really like river dance music. <laughs> Why is that sad? That's cool. <laughs> well, it's like, now it's tell sad. the truth, when you put it on and you see the visuals with the music, you can't turn it off, right? You got to um, watch, like, how are they doing that? <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, you it's know. Amazing. I mean, it's amazing. They go, oh God, you know. But uh, no, I think it's fantastic, you know, and um, I went to a show where they, uh, it was similar to River Dance, but they had uh, sort of American tap dancers there as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, they were kind of dancing on a, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like an, uh, an oil drum, you know. Those oh, things. right. Um, <laughs> And uh, so I was kind of like, wow, you know, to be able to sort of balance on those things in the first place and then to be able to do a tap routine on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be dangerous. You miss a step, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, but I just, I find their music's just so um, uplifting and it's the fact that it's got this incredible story to it as well. Um, the show is just amazing. Yeah, you know, the, and I, I always thought to myself, Gosh, if I could do a performance where it incorporated this story, um, you know, and the lights and the all that kind of thing, that would just be that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um. So, how do people get uh, connected with your music, Amanda? Like, what's the best place for people to go to? Um. You know, socials. Uh, they want to buy your music. Can you give us like a website or wherever they should go? Yeah, sure. Um, the main place to go to is www.amandashawmusic.co.uk. Okay. Um, that's the main one, which has got sort of my YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, I think Pinterest's on there, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, but also, I tend to do a lot of updating on um, Facebook as well. So if you go to www.facebook.com, dot com slash amanda shaw music uh that also has you know a lot of information on it about sort of gigs and uh, cds and what have you so yeah right um, now i noticed fun. on your on your soundcloud it's amanda louise shaw now are you going by that these days or just amanda shaw that's right. Yeah, um, I'm I'm going by Amanda Shaw Music now. Generally. Okay. Um, yeah, there was a time where there was a bit of a mix-up with my, uh, you know, my my channels and stuff. That there was sort of um, various different names and stuff. So I'm trying to sort of get it all to be the same name now. Um, right. The only the only reason for that was because of the fact that there is actually another Amanda Shaw um, in the U.S. Right. Uh, and she's a she's a violin 
uh, player as well. So yeah. Um, so there's no there's no mistake in you two. You're very different. Yeah. No yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, listen, I wanted to thank you very much for coming on the Dharmic Evolution today, Amanda. Your music is fantastic. I love it. I think you're going to have a great rest of the year. Um, all the best wishes and success to you with all the things you have going on. And, um, you know, I look forward to uh, hearing all about your career as it continues to develop and unfold. Thank you so much. And it's been a real pleasure to come on the show as well. So thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Amanda. So how was that one for you guys? I hope you enjoyed that. Amanda Shaw, uh, Voice of Gold. Yes. Beautiful harmonies, beautiful melodies, and uh, what, a, what a lovely young lady to boot. Hope you guys had a great time today on the Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.